Okay, so um, we are talking about a very simple topic. Okay. Um, the, the topic is um, um, the light of the world. Okay, the first instruction God gave us in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, or the first word that God spoke is that let there be lights. Genesis 1 3. That was the first statement God ever made. That let there be lights. So that is to say that God has, in quotes, delights in lights. Okay. So God God has delights in lights. Genesis 1 verse 3. That's the first. Can you imagine that the first thing that God ever said was that let there be lights? That means that God has delight in lights and God hates darkness okay and we will see why now when you when you go to genesis 1 14 okay it's, it's someone there someone should go to genesis someone should read genesis 1 3 and genesis 1 14 genesis 1 3. yeah <clears throat> And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Okay, then go to 14. 14. Mm -hmm. And God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heaven to mm -hmm. divide the day from the night. Okay, that, that was on which day? Read. Mm -hmm. So that was, I think, the fourth day. The fourth day. Yeah. Good. So we saw that on the first day, God said what? Let there be lights. Let there be lights. And there was light. Is that what the Bible says? Yeah. Okay. Let me let me see what the Bible says. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So let there be light, and there was light. So why is that? On the fourth day, God is saying that verse fourteen. What does it say? And God said, uh -huh. "Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night." Okay. So, what was the first light, and what's the this this light that God is talking about? Okay, uh, we read Genesis one. We, we <laughs> okay, but is that what we do? I, I just want to point your attention to something very important that's going on here. Okay, so the first light that God is talking about that's on the first day. It's not physical lights. The physical light was what was created on the fourth day. Okay, that was the sun and the moon. And let's take note that God didn't say sun and moon. He said greater lights and lesser lights. That's if you read it, verse 15 and 16. Do you understand? And then we assume it to be sun and the moon. Obviously, I mean, it could, it could be sun and the moon, okay. But what I'm saying is that he didn't say sun and moon. Good. So the first light that God... Um, actually talked about in the in the um, verse 3. It's a spiritual light. It's what is called illumination. Okay? And that illumination, what, what it does is that it comes to prepare the place for creation to begin. Do you get it? Uh -huh. So that light, or just, so for example, if I say I've been enlightened, if I say I've been enlightened, does it mean that there is some lights? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, <laughs> lights as in mental lights. 
Okay, but physically, there's no light. So when God said, let there be lights, what actually happened? It was a spiritual light. Okay? It was a light, because when you read the verse 2, it said that the, the world was without form. It was void. Okay? It was empty. It was dark. It talks about demonic darkness, which, which was on the earth. Okay? And the Holy Spirit had come to con- conceal them. So when you read the verse, we said, and the spirit was up, um, he was upon the surface of the waters like that. So he was covering all the de- the demonic hosts were cast down, okay. And then the Holy Spirit was like a a prison guard, just guarding them like that. So when God wanted to create, he had to first speak light into me. So and then I, um, I want us to emphasize that God spoke that let there be light. So what God spoke is what is called the word of God. You see, when God speaks, is the word of God. So when God spoke the word, let there be light, there was light, but it wasn't physical light. Are we clear? Because in the verse 14, if, 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 if there was physical light, then why would God come against that? Let us create the sun and then, okay. Uh-huh. So that means that, and even if, even, if it's, even if the verse 1 was light, was normal light, then it's a light different from the sun and then the moon okay and then the stars okay good so i said when god spoke, god spoke the light into being he spoke it and when god speaks you see it's called the word of god and who is the word of god jesus okay so before christ came into this world he was not called jesus christ he was called the word so in heaven there were three there were three that bears testimony the father the word and the spirits so Jesus Christ, before he came on earth, before he came, he was the word of God. So when, when God speaks, <laughs> it's Christ. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So the one that brought that first light, that first illumination is actually Christ Jesus. And he's, he's the word of God. Okay, so we know that after God created the world and all those things, sin came and blah, blah, blah. And by the time you realize, darkness had come upon the surface of the earth. Wickedness. Okay, so when you read Genesis chapter, uh, when you read Genesis chapter six, God God made a statement that, ah, and then wickedness had multiplied upon the surface of the earth. Okay, so that is to say that when Adam and Eve fell, the first light that God created, that first light, which was actually the presence of Christ, the presence of the Spirit of God, the presence, the presence of God, that first light left. Okay, so though the, the other light, which was the moon and the sun, were still present, God saw the way, I mean, the, the entire universe to be, to be in darkness. So when you come to the New Testament, God says, ah, you are in darkness, you are in darkness, you are in darkness. It's not because, how do you call it, the sun is not shining, no. But it's because an aspect of God had retracted back to God. Okay, so when God spoke, the, the first light was actually... It, it was actually God himself. That is Christ. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So when, when man fell, there was dissociation between God and man. So now we say man is in perpetual darkness. Okay. But then on the fourth day, what God said was actually prophetic. He said that, I will give you a greater light to rule in the day and a lesser light to rule in the in the." Uh, in the nights that was the fourth day right yeah. so it, it was it's also a prophetic declaration that 
you know, we say that one day in God's sight is how many years? Thousand years. So when you talk about the fourth day, how many years? That's going to be four thousand years. The greater light himself will come. And who is the greater light? Jesus. So when you when you from the from the fall from the fall of man to the time that Christ came, it was how many years? Four thousand years. But you see, and he said the lesser lights <laughs> will rule at night. The lesser lights. I think someone is okay. Okay, so the So let me just recap it briefly before we move on. We've gotten to the nice, the nice part of the meat, right? <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Tell me that it's bright. Oh, it's bright. The first instruction God gives the universe was that what? Let there be light. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. So we made a point that God delights in lights. Okay. And then he hates darkness. Because when God appeared on the scene, he said, let there be light. Okay. You see, when, when you go to any place, by the first thing you see tells us about your passion. Tells us about what, what's in your mind. So when God appeared, for example, when I enter this room and then, oh, turn on the lights. Mm-hmm. You see that? I don't like darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you get it? And I, I, I hear something that, I mean, some people divorce because the husband likes to sleep in lights and their wife to put off the lights. And then it became an issue, and then they, they got divorced. Okay. Uh-huh. So as, this is exactly what God is saying. That let there be lights, and there was lights. I mean, if, if you don't think about it critically, you will think that that light is the sun. But that light is not the sun. Because when you come to verse 14, he says that let us, let there, let there be what? Let there be lights again, the second time. And this time, when he spoke this one, it was concerning the creation of the sun and, and then the moon and then the, the stars. That's the fourth day. Okay? So that means that the first the first light that God spoke into being is not a physical light. It's actually a spiritual light or a spiritual enlightenment. Or we say it was the word of God coming upon the earth. So that's actually God himself coming. Because I'll, 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 I'll take us to a certain scripture. It's that God, God is light. Okay, so the first light that God let there be light was actually God Himself coming on the scene to actually begin creation. Okay, and later on, when I'm giving the application, this is something that you, you, will, you will learn something from. Okay, then we said that before God created the greater light to rule in the day. And the lesser light to rule in the night. That's Genesis chapter 1, verse. Is it 16? It's 16. Greater light to rule in the day, and lesser light to rule in the night. Are we clear? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, uh, so I'm saying that that was day four. And in, in the principles of scripture, one day is a thousand years. Okay. So a, a day in my sight is like a thousand years. So when God was saying on the fourth day, that means that. Actually, 4,000 years down the line, a greater light was coming to the world. Okay, because of the perpetual darkness that had multiplied, on the fourth day, a greater light was, was coming. 
and that greater light is Jesus. So when you read Genesis chapter 1, verse 16, and God created the greater light and the lesser light, you can interpret it as the sun and the moon, but he didn't use the sun and the moon. That, that is to say that this, this is what is called double reference. That means that though, though, though we know that he's referring to the sun and the moon, it, it has in-depth uh, um, interpretation. Okay, so Jesus was actually the greater light to rule in the day. So when Jesus came to this world, it was the day. But now Jesus has left. We are still in darkness, right? Now, what is supposed to give light in the darkness? The lesser lights. And who is the lesser light? We are. We are the lesser lights. Now, let's look at how the, the lesser light and the greater light work. The sun and the moon. We know from physics that during the day, I mean, we get light. How does the moon produce light? We know the moon is dark. The moon is an opaque substance. The moon, it doesn't have any intrinsic ability to produce light. Right? The moon has no form or comeliness. And when we shall see the moon, there is no beauty in it that we should desire. But yet what happens is that the moon just reflects the, the light of the sun. And then in the nights we said, ah, the moon has given light. Applying it. If we say we are we are the light of the world, it doesn't mean that we, we have any ability to produce light. Aside Christ in us, we are useless. Aside Christ in us, there is nothing we can do. Aside aside Christ, I mean we can't do anything, okay? But one, if you say we are the light of the world, the first thing you should understand is that God is the source of the light. And we are just like mirrors reflecting his lights okay so let's look at some scriptures to back what i've said so far okay let's let's go to james chapter one verse 17. Amen. So we said every good gift and every perfect gift comes from where? About drawing from the Father of lights. So you see how God refers to himself. <laughs> that I am the Father of lights. I'm the Father of lights. Let's go to Ephesians. Um, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. Let's, let's see what's there. So in James 1 17, um, J- James is telling us that God is the father of lights. Let's see what Paul, uh, Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. Verse 8. Mm-hmm. For ye were sometimes darkness, mm-hmm. but now are ye light of the Lord. Walk as children of light. So we should walk as children of light. So James told us that God being our father is the father of lights. And then Paul is telling us that we are the children of light. And when you go to First Thess- Thessalonians chapter five, verse five, it also tells us the same thing. Chapter five, verse five. Mm-hmm. We are all the children of light. We are all the children of and light. The children of the day. And the children of the day. We are not of the night. We are not of the night. Nor of darkness. Nor of darkness. Amen. Amen. Wow. So this this is who we are. Okay. You see, the moon, the moon, as the moon is reflecting the light, the moon doesn't see itself as shining. 
the moon sees itself as some dark, useless, meaningless structure in space. But it, 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 it's okay if if you are, I mean, you don't see yourself as that. But just allow God to shine through you. Just, just be a mirror and reflect God's glory. Okay? You are, you are maybe, I mean, okay, I'm rushing. That's the application. <laughs> okay, let's let's see. Let's go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Now, how many of us are born again? Okay, we are all born again. When you read um, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23, it says that being born again, not with the correct uh, corruptible seed, but the incorruptible seed, even the word of God, which lives and abides forever. That means that when you get born again, how did you get born again? You say, faith comes by what? Hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Okay, that's um, um, in, in Romans. Faith comes by hearing. So the reason why you got born again was because you heard the word of God. Now, Peter is saying that we are born again, not of the corruptible seed, but the incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. Right? So, so what you are saying is, is the same. Paul is saying that, um, we got saved by by hearing the word of God, and this one is also saying that we are, we are being born again by the seed, which is the word of God. So anytime once you you get born again, you receive God or the life of God inside you as a seed. So the life you have inside of you is a seed. Okay, and it's up to you to 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 mature it, to get the the a tree first, and then fruits of the spirit. <laughs> Okay, so so it's it's a process. So first, when you accept when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it, you receive the life of God inside of you as a seed. Okay, then by the, by last last week we established that water in the Bible represents what? Water in the Bible, yeah. the word of God, the liver. We explained that when we were describing the tabernacle, it's the word of God. So the more you water the seed. With the word, the more the life of God, which is inside of you, is growing. Okay, it's growing, and it it gets to a point where uh, it, it begins to bear fruits. Good. So John, John chapter one. Let Let's see what John is saying. Verse one. In the beginning was the word, mm-hmm. and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So now you see, in the beginning was what? The word. So we saw when God spoke in Genesis chapter 1. Okay, Genesis chapter 1 also said in the beginning God created heaven. This one is in the beginning was the the word. Uh But the word that was spoken. We know that the word is Jesus Christ. Okay. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. All things were made by Him. The word. So you see, I told you that when God said, let there, be, let there be light, that first light, it was actually Christ himself preparing the scene for creation too. Okay. Okay. So the subsequent, the subsequent things that God created were actually because of the word of God that he had already spoken. Okay. So always there is this principle that the word of God has a creative ability. It can create. I'm telling you, this same word of God that we have, it was the same way that God spoke and then and then universe, I don't know, people are now bringing the concept of multiverse, that there are a lot of universes. Universes were formed by the word of God. This same word. 
he spoke it into being. Last week, or I don't know when I said it, I said that when, whenever we are praying, we are, um, how do you call it? We are praying according to the terms of God. So when you read the scripture and God has said this, you pick it and you speak it back to him. It's the word of God. You have spoken it. It can create. If you are sick, read it. It can create. Whatever you want, this is the solution. Why is that? Jesus Christ, when he was living, he left us with, with two things. A book and the author of the book, the Holy Spirit. So he left us with all the things Jesus Christ could have left us. He left us with, with the Bible. That should tell us about how important this book is. Okay, so that's the word. Okay, continue. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Okay. In him was life. Wait. In him was what? Life. How many of, how many of us have the life of God inside of us? Okay. And the, and the life was what? The light of man. Was the light of men. So now this is emphasizing the, the, the prophetic word that God gave. A time is coming that I will send the light into the world. So he came as... So the God packaged light as a man. <laughs> and he was Jesus Christ. So in him was a life, was the life of God. And the life was what? The light of men. Continue. The light shined in darkness, mm-hmm. and the darkness comprehended it not. Oh. So then all, all of that comprehend, the, there are two meanings of that word. The comprehend means two things, whether to, to understand or to arrest. That is, is the same for apprehend. Okay. So darkness could not understand that, ah, why, where is this light coming from? So for, for example, some people are hiding in the dark, doing something, and all of a sudden you see like a torch is <laughs> on their face. Hey! Like, where is this light coming from? You know? In Achimota school, if you see a torch light on your face, ah, you are dead. You, you may not see anyone around you. Or you see a torch from someone on your face. The next day you go, your name will be on the notice board. Blah, 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 blah. He was caught, found at this place. There, there's one of our teachers, if he sees you, like you have gone out of town and then he sees you, he will call you. And yeah, he will call you, come, and then he will take a selfie. <laughs> and take you to the DC. That one, <laughs> no, the evidence is there. <laughs> okay, so when Jesus appeared on the scene, it's like men were all in darkness, doing stuff in the dark, and then someone has appeared as light and is exposing. Yeah, 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 darkness. Do you think that those in darkness will, will love the lights? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, continue. Okay. There was a man sent from God mm-hmm. whose name was John. Okay. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, mm-hmm. that all men through him might believe. Okay. He was not that light. He was not the light. But was sent to bear witness of that light. Okay. That was the true light, mm-hmm. which lighted every man that cometh into the world. Okay. Continue. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, mm-hmm. and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Mm-hmm. But as many as received him, to them gave him gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, mm-hmm. which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Okay. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him, 
and cried, saying, This was he of whom I speak. He that cometh after me is preferred okay. before me. Okay. Let, let's go to John chapter 3, verse 19. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Because, so that, that, that's the explanation, the, the illustration I give. Is that the light has come to a, the, the world, but men love darkness. Do, do you get this? Okay. Um, read John John eight twelve. John eight twelve. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life." But but we'll, we'll have what? The light of life. Read read read, read that again. Then when Jesus spoke again to the people, uh-huh. he said, I am the light of so the world. So this is what Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Uh-huh. Whoever follows me, whoever follows me, will never walk in darkness, mm-hmm. but will have the light of life. Okay, so that means that if you come to, to follow Christ, he'll make you light. Do you get this? If you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, automatically, your, your essential component is light. You become light, whether you are aware or not. You have been made light. Do you get? Because that's that's what the scripture is saying. How many okay, how many of us are following Jesus? All of us. So the principle is right. You've been made light. Okay. Okay. Read John 9 5. John 9 5. Mm-hmm. While I am in the world, mm-hmm. I am the light of the world. Listen, you say that what? While I am in the world. Uh-huh. He's the light of the world. Oh, okay. So that means that now that he's not in he's not here, <laughs> who is the light? We are supposed to be the lights. This is a very important statement. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Okay, so when he goes, who's supposed to be the lights? You see, so that's what I established earlier that when God said that on the fourth day, he was going to create, he was going to create a greater light and a lesser light. Okay, the greater light to give light in the day and the lesser lights in the night when the greater light is gone <laughs> okay so when we counted day four is four thousand years after the fall christ was born the greater lights the day when he came he, he brought the day okay but when he left it's now the duty of the moon to reflect the lights so it's our duty to walk as children of light. do we get it okay um, um, read John chapter 12, verse 36. John 12, verse 6. Mm-hmm. Put your trust in the light while you have it, mm-hmm. so that you may become sons of light. Yeah, so this one also tells us that we are the sons of light. So now, let, let, let's, let's go to some application. So, what are the functions of lights? If we are the light of the world, if, for example, if God says that we are the light of the world, or if God says that I am the living water, or we say the Holy Spirit is wind, or something like that, or maybe the fruit of the Spirit. All those things. What, what that means is that go and study, or for example, if you say the, the Holy Spirit came upon Christ as a dove, right? What, what, that, what that means is that if you study about doves, right, you know 
more about how the Holy Spirit works or who the Holy Spirit really is. If you say that Jesus Christ is the, um, how do you call it, a lamb, okay, a lamb, you, if you, if you study how they, they are, you know how Christ, or when Christ says that we are sheep, if you know how sheep uh, behave, you know how we also behave. So in the same way, if you just say we are the light of the world, that means that if you study a bit about lights, we should know how we ought to behave or how we ought to be in this world, okay? So I will spare you the physics of lights. Not talking about the Planck's constant and then the, the speed of light and all the, the energy and the quantum physics. I will spare you all those things. But they are meaning, I mean, <laughs> but we, are not, we, we don't want to go. We just want to do the social studies as well. Okay, so the first thing about light is that light, light, light is glorious. How many of us know that light is glorious? For example, if you turn off the lights, I mean, you will not see your beautiful faces. Okay, so when, when, if you are the light of the world, your life is what you are. You are living a glorious life, a life that's is very beautiful. Do you get it? And the second thing is that light attracts. <laughs> you know that. In, in the rainy season, those insects, those insects, wh- where do they come? They come to the light to have their nuptial flights. Okay, so if, if God says that you are the light of the world, you attract people Be- because of how beautiful your life is, the way you walk, the way you talk, how you, 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 you conduct yourself. Okay, it attracts a lot of people to you. Okay, and then. We also saw that light put to flight darkness. So if we say that you are the light of the world, don't walk in darkness. Don't do things that people in the dark do. Okay? I mean, it's self-explanatory. And I said that light is a prerequisite for creation and redemption. So before God created the, before God created the world, he said, let there be lights. So the light came as a prerequisite before God could create anything. In the same way, before God could redeem us, the light had to come in the form of flesh for God to redeem us. So light is prerequisite for both creation and then redemption. God has two important work he is doing. The first one he did is the creative work. And now what God is doing is what is called a redemption work. Okay, and as I said, practically, you also need you also, you also need to understand that because you are the light of the world, you can create a lot of things by your mouth. Once you speak, you can establish a lot of things. You see, God has given... How many of us believe in God? Let me be sure before I continue. We all believe in God. Then, you have to understand that God has put power in your lips. And you do yourself great harm than good if you don't speak. Like every day you should be speaking blessings into your life. You should be speaking positive things and it will come to pass because the power is on our lips. Okay? So I mean just 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 talk. Just I mean not not any <laughs> anything no, but just when you are there, just just begin to speak, speak blessings into your life. Pray for people, just just begin to speak things into being. For me, some people say that they are afraid of me because I can cause their lives. Like, I can, they'll be there and I'll be in my room and I'll be directing how things 
things should work in. For example, when you're in MB2 and MB3, and you just cancel the, the exams in our room. Like, when you are not I and I'm a fine and someone. <laughs> I mean, that time I'm a fine my roommate. If you are not prepared for an I, oh, you just pick it. This I, you know, it been proved. This I has been cancelled. We put it on the class page. It has been cancelled. And then they will come and it has been cancelled. I mean, there was one exam, toxicology or something. We didn't write it. I, we put on the page. This, like, it has never happened that an exam, like an exam, <laughs> they've cancelled the exams, okay? Because I know the power. I know it's there. So I remember when, when I was a child, if someone does anything bad to me, I'll, I'll beg the person that please don't, don't do this to me because I'm afraid for you. <laughs> because if I speak, I, it, like, and I realized it became a pattern. So I even thought I was a, a wizard. That if someone does something bad to me, the next day, the way the teachers will beat the person, the, the person will go and do something wrong, and then Charlie, that day, the whole, all the teachers will be <laughs> So yeah, you know that. You have this power. Hallelujah. Okay. And then one important thing that does, um, light does is that light exposes. And this is the reason why people didn't like Jesus Christ. Because he came to expose their wickedness. The best thing you can ever do for your friend is to expose them. Expose them privately before they are exposed publicly. They might not like you. I mean, as expected. But if someone is doing something bad, eh, go to the person and then you are the light. That's what lights are supposed to do. And then get, confront the person, okay, in a, in a very uh, wise way. You get it. Maybe the person might not like, but the person will appreciate you. So light does not only expose, but it also reveals. Okay? When you say expose, we think negatively. But when you say reveals, I mean something positive. For example, if there is a pot, um, a pot of gold over here and the place is dark, can we see it? No. So what, what this is saying is that when, whenever you encounter people, okay, you should let them know the positive things inside them. Do you get it? Like when you see people, you know, like, ah, so you can do this. Ella, Charlie, spoken word is good. Charlie, work, 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 work on it. We pray. You know, praying to it one day. Okay, light brings out it brings out the best in people. So in your encounter with people, you always have to, as I always say, after any time you encounter someone, you ask two things or three. How did this conversation increase my knowledge about God? And how did it increase my knowledge about the the field that I'm in? If it's medicine, med- medicine, or how did it improve my life? If you if you encounter any other any person and you ask yourself these three questions and you realize that none of them was fulfilled, you've wasted your conversation. Okay, so so as you speak to people, you you also have this at the back of your mind that I'm here to bring out the best in them. What can I do to this person? If you do that, you are you are being the light of the world. Okay, and then finally, light um, is a form of energy from P six. You know, light, light is energy. So, you know, light, light consists of particles called what? Photons. And then the energy of photon is given by HF, where H is the Planck's constant and F is the, is, the, is the frequency, or HC over lambda, if you... <laughs> Don't worry, I do it. Science and math, so I know these things. 
okay so when you say you are the light of the world that means that you are you are a package a, a package or a packet of energy okay if you look at yourself you look at uh, this skinny but hey you have energy inside of you a lot of us the energy inside of us we are yet to harness it it's like the way ghana we have a lot of sunlight but we still have electricity crisis okay god has I don't, I don't know if you read your bible don't you see it that for example if you read Ephesians, like Ephesians chapter um, let's read Ephesians chapter 1 verse verse 15. paul said after i have heard of your faith towards god and your love for the brethren cease not to make and um, to give thanks for your make mention of you in my prayers that god the father of glory will grant unto you the the spirit of revelation wisdom and revelation the light of him that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened okay that you may know what is what the hope of the hope of the haze there is who the haze there who is that haze referring to jesus christ so you you are the hope of jesus calling jesus has a calling do you get it and you are you are you are the hope of that calling that you are the reward for example the reason why we are in this, in doing medicine is so that uh, maybe in the future you get money or i mean a light isn't isn't this because of money is it because of your love for 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 sick people mama harriet are you doing this because of your love for sick people please that one is it's not even a tertiary it's a quaternary reason <laughs> the primary reason is for money am i lying yes so so money is a, the hope the hope of our calling is money do you get it but this is saying that we are the hope of jesus's calling why why the reason why jesus came down became a man okay took this shameful flesh became a man was because of ella what at all this is the question that i've been asking myself that what at all is man that thou art mindful of him? Psalm 8, verse 4. You see, if you understand this, eh, you, you agree with, with, with David when he, when he said, God, what is man? What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest. Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and has crowned him with glory and honor and has placed all things under his feet and has given him to rule over all things. Like, have you thought about it? That you are the hope of his calling. The hope of his calling. And then what's the next one? The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, right? The arrangement, don't change the arrangement. The riches of what? Of, his of glory inheritance in the saints. So you see, me, I've used a mnemonic. So. <laughs> I know it's RGIS, so I'll not forget. RGIS. The riches of the glory of his, or some people say, the riches of the glorious inheritance in the saints, or the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. RGIS. GIS is an institution where, where I used to teach, so I know. Global, and I mean, Dr. Hayford, you know Dr. Hayford? He has this program, Global Idea Summits. Uh, so that's GIS. It helps me remember. <laughs> okay, so you are the inheritor. So you see, so the first part Paul talked about was what? the the hope of jesus calling and the next one is saying that you are his inheritance 
So the inheritance of Jesus Christ is in the saints. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So there is between there is something inside of you that you don't even know. It's the inheritance of Christ. You don't know, we have no idea. But Christ, like he wants to come for that that treasure. That's why when you will see that, I mean, for there is this what? Treasure in earthen vessels. I don't want to go into that scripture. That scripture I can talk about it for one hour. There is this treasure in earthen vessels. Okay, let, let me stop there. And then the last part of was what? After the after the riches of the and his incomparably great power for the for those and his exceeding great power to us what who believe. So that's the part I want to emphasize. That if your eyes are enlightened to see that you are the light of the world, you come to a comprehensive grasp that God has been. You see, I, I like the KJV part. He said what? The, the KJV. Mm-hmm. Exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. Uh-huh. According to the working of his mighty power. Which he wrote in Christ Jesus. From the dead. Okay. Now, look, look there. How many times that power appear? Twice. Twice. Okay, read it again. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? So one. This is power. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. According to the working of the mighty power. Mighty power. So the word might there is also power. <laughs> mighty power. So mighty power there. I don't want to go in. With this three, I mean, this, this scripture you've read. All the three he Three Greek words for power is used over there. Dunamis, Kratos, and Iskus. These are three, the three Greek words for power. They are all there. If you have the strong Bible, you can check it. Dunamis, you know Dunamis is power, right? But Dunamis is not the only power. We have Kratos and Iskus. They are all power. They are all used in this verse. And God is saying that all those power are inside of you. I remember one day, okay, you, I'll, I'll not say this story. Okay, so the last part of today's discussion is, we've seen that we've seen that we are the light of the world. So all that I'm trying, to, I've tried to do is to prove to you that you are the light of the world. Okay, but the reason why you are not excited is because you don't believe what I'm saying. And the reason why you don't believe what I'm saying is because when you look in your life, it looks like you are not shining as the light. So I'm going to give you three reasons why. We don't shine as light, though we are lights. So the first one is that the light, as I said, we have the light inside of us as a seed. And most of us, we, we have not, um, how do you call it, um, um, matured or grown the light inside of us. Okay. And the second, okay, I'll give you two. The second point is that darkness tries to consume our light. You know that when you read John, John's that when that light came, darkness could not apprehend it. Darkness could not arrest it. Darkness could not comprehend it. It could not understand it. Okay? But those of us who are, who are supposed to be the lesser light, reflecting God's light, darkness has apprehended our light. It has captured it and we are failing to shine as light. So when you meet people... Oh. Let's read the scripture. Now, let's look at something. I'm going to show you this, this secret then. You leave. When God said, Let there be light, verse 4, what happened? Genesis 1, verse 4. Genesis 1, verse 4. Genesis 
was good. God saw that the light was. Was what? Was that? Was good. Was good. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And he separated the light hey. from the darkness. Listen to this one. I have created light, but then I am separating light from what? Darkness. So that means that the, the light inside the light was what? There was there was darkness in the light, and he said he, he did what? He separated the light from darkness. Okay. Let's let's go to the, let's read um, this one. I want to emphasize some points. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 23. Matthew 6, 23. Matthew 6, 23. Mm. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If, the, if then the light within you is darkness. Hey, wait. If the light within you is what? Darkness. Is darkness. Ah. <laughs> How can light be darkness? If the light which is inside you is darkness. So you see, as believers, some believers, instead of them to shine light, they're actually shining darkness. That means that when, whenever you meet people, I mean, you, you always create confusion. You always make people sad. You always, you see, you're a Christian. Instead of you to meet people and then, and then make them happy and then bring out the best inside of them. Whenever you meet people, you're actually shining darkness. That's what Jesus is saying that. If the light which is inside of you is darkness. So the first light that we saw had some amount of darkness and God, God had to separate that light. And here we are seeing that you could be a Christian with light, but yet the light could be mixed with darkness. Now, let me just say this last thing. Okay, sometimes the darkness becomes so strong that it consumes the light. In Egypt, one of the plagues that Moses sent was what? Darkness, right? That darkness was thick. It is said that you could hold the darkness. Okay, with that, with that, with that darkness, eh, you are more blind than a blind person. That darkness was thick. They, they, they even had to, I'm sure that in, in the palace, they brought generators and then they lighted all manner of stuff, but still, the darkness was thick. You see, you could be a believer with lights, okay? But yet, if where you find yourself is within a place of darkness, okay? And then even you yourself, you are enjoying the darkness because we saw that men love darkness. Okay, you feel to shine. You feel to shine. In summary, the first assignment God gave us was that let there be lights. And every single day of our lives, God is telling us to shine as lights. As long as I am in this world, I'm the light of the world. Um, I, I don't know what to say today, but my, my aim was to let you know what you are, if you don't know already. And the reason why you should know is that it should, it should inform your, your, your behavior. Your behavior. When you, when you meet people, what, what effects do you leave with them? Do you make them realize their potentials? Do you make them smart? Do you solve their problems? Or you leave them more depressed? 
you leave them more traumatized. You are the light of the world. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay. So um, that was that was um, something. I'm sure. I 